Welcome to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. And I'm Steve Morton. And um, with me... I'm Karina Tovmasian. And we two friends are going to discuss planning and many other things. Uh-huh. Over to Karine, who will reveal all. <laughs> well, it's occurred to me in the last few weeks, with the level of messages I've gotten that people are starting to whinge and moan about the fact that their planners are failing. And I am here to tell you that, in fact, it's not the planners that are failing. It is you, people of the Plannerverse, that have failed to incorporate the 20% effort needed in the Pareto Principle to secure the 80% result. Everybody wants to go to the party. Nobody wants to stay and clean up. Steve, this is it. We've lost half our Plannerverse audience now. Take it away, Steve. They've all sort of sculpted away in disgust. (laughs) That's it. They're like, oh, no, the truth has come out. The truth has has finally come out. I I, often sort of, like you, sort of see this sort of thing online and in various places, and I do wonder... What people's expectations is, you know, sometimes they suddenly say, oh, here's this whole new layout is going to make such a big difference to me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you think, will it? Okay, we'll come back <laughs> in two take weeks' a step time back and, and see about you know, that. We'll has it been that. two weeks? Even no, no. They, they've given up after about no. three and, days. And then they've gone and think, bought no. a, right. They've gone and bought a brand new planner system because that one's failed in the first three days, and, and uh, so well, on and so forth. You know, that infamous word that size didn't work for me. <laughs> Yeah, and I look, I know we're we're saying this all in a teasing manner. And the truth of the matter is is that we care tremendously about everyone's success in the community. We want to see people do well. We want to see ourselves do well. And I think the reason for this podcast episode, or as Steve likes to call it, this planner cast, is uh, to remind everyone that in fact, if you commit the 20% effort and track your habits and have regular review sessions, regular or consistent, I should say, rather than regular, um, then I think that's where the work is and that's where people are failing because the excuses kick in, right? I'm too tired, I'm too hungry, I'm too whatever, I didn't do it yesterday, I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, And so what we end up happening, what ends up happening is that the consistency that was there initially when you realized that there was a system that might work for you, that required you to consistently provide input, doesn't happen then you have it's what is it the old adage right steve garbage in garbage out right Mm. if you don't put in the time and you need 20 percent of the time or the effort to achieve to achieve 80 percent of the result i wish people would just give any change to their system a bit longer to you know so they've gone through a full normal sort of work cycle you know home life cycle or whatever you know a week or two weeks even so they can go through the thing a second time round, as it were to see if you know it was just a, a fluke the first time or, right. or or not sort of thing well scientifically um, speaking you're actually right because our neurons tend to group together and mm. perpetuate the same way of thinking as they always have. And so to make that change, you're going to require a new set of neurons to be built to be, mm. and then have those grouped together so that now you're thinking in a different way. And so yeah. you haven't given your brain enough time to expand the thought process needed to expand the bandwidth, literally, mm. to be able to process this new information of how you're now planning. Or, you know, or if it's a 
different change in your routine um it give, you need to give yourself time to um sort of fit into that new routine don't you so you don't have to sort of think about it too heavily you, you know you'll refer to a a chart or something like that you need to be able to do it you know relatively automatically and you need time in which to um slot into that yeah actually the article that uh, i'm i'm gonna have steve uh tack on to this episode is uh one by uh, jamesclear.com and he actually has this really nice comment here he says habit formation is a long race it often takes a long time for the desired results to appear and while you are waiting for the long-term rewards of your efforts to accumulate, you need a reason to stick with it in the short term. You need some immediate feedback, and that shows you are on the right path. And this is where a habit tracker can help. I, I'm going to assert that tracking your planning is also mm. part of the habit formation. And people, I think, automatically, it's the elephant in the room, right? Let's track everything but the planning. Yeah. <laughs> I sort of looked at, um, the article and I thought oh yeah I've seen that sort of thing before mm. you know you can call it what you want habit tracker or health tracking but they're all more or less the same sort of thing and in terms of what it physically looks like you can use a very sort of generic uh, form if you like that will record you know either be, be it habits, symptoms uh, health uh, details, financial details, they're all based on a sort of a, a 31 day month one way or another okay, right. some months are slightly shorter but whatever Right. Uh, but, so you can very easily create a, a very simple generic form to track you know, so many parameters maybe 10, 15 parameters whatever they might be they might be mixed parameters, they might be um health things they might be sort of regular things that you you know think of it as a like a to-do list sort of thing if it's a sort of that you know a daily type thing it's just another tick in the box isn't it so it is it is it, it doesn't in a way having that sort of tracker available in your you know within your pages in your planner doesn't clutter up your you know your daily sort of thing and therefore you might be able to use a small size <laughs> <laughs> stop says, tracking so much in your planner so that you can use your planner people <laughs> yeah so it's it's not something that's you know radically new in terms of what i've seen before i created something only i think it was last week for someone who wanted to track health symptoms and i just you know, whilst trying to work out what this thing would look like from their description, rather than try and describe it back to them, I just quickly threw something together on Excel and sent it to them. So here you are. I think this is what I, this is what I was thinking of. And they went, mm. "Oh, that's fantastic!" Because they just then was able to transfer what my sort of template looked like to just you know normal grid paper. Perfect. Yeah, and no. I don't know who needs to hear this, but if you just Google habit-free habit trackers and look for mm. images, oh, loads of them. <laughs> you can find them um, and maybe just under. appropriate one for yourself or, or see yeah. if someone's done it better than you have and use theirs. Mm. Uh, or I, yeah. use, use several ideas to feed in as to what your core needs are because um, there might not be an ideal one um, out there for all the different things you want, but... 
there's plenty out there that you can just pinch ideas from. I right, think. and as much as I like to admit that Steve is right, he is right. Um, <laughs> he, he always he has two things that he says that I always agree with, which is one, you need to start with a blank sheet of paper and put mm. down what habits you're actually trying to track. I would assert yeah. that tracking your planning should be one mm. of them if you want to start avoiding plan or fail because then mm. you can visually see at glance where and what days and under, under what circumstances you failed to plan. And then, of course, the other thing he says that I agree with is if even if I had – what was it you said earlier? You said it, in fact, this morning. Um, if you had three rings screwed to the table, uh, yeah. it would be a pl- working planner because it would be open and on your desk. And I think that's the biggest issue that planner fail people have is that, one, they don't give it enough time. And two, they forget that they're meant to consistently go back to their planner and brain dump, have their brain Hmm. information transferred into the paper planner so that the planner can do the work and the brain can be left free Hmm. to do the thinking. Uh, And those are the two big issues. I've worked with this sort of um, system of always having an A5 organizer open to my left maybe some people may prefer it to the right but I'm effectively blind to my right so I don't Mm. see it so the left tends to be um, my sort of glance because that's where I look if I just want to glance at something I can just literally just swivel my eyes whereas to look at something on my right I have to turn my head quite a long way to be able to read something on the right Um, I suppose that's why I've ended up in this sort of set up where there's more desk if you like to the left of me than there is to the right you know it's i mean you're you're exploiting uh what you need to and you're leveraging what you need to to make it work for you're compensating appropriately Mm. so it's case of you adjust to your needs but i I found literally you know what planner actually the things are containing it doesn't really matter because as i say it very rarely actually ever gets closed <laughs> it stays open most of the time yeah well that's the joys of having a desk it. one yeah if you if you don't yeah. have a desk one though and you're not set at home in a retired mm. position what does the rest of the planiverse do besides go oh steve <laughs> yeah well if if you were going to be sort of transporting the thing around with you i would certainly aim for not using a5 because it'd be basically just too big you know if i was going backwards and forwards to work or, you know, out and about a lot more, you know, something like a personal size or A6 or even pocket maybe would be the sort of thing that I would be looking at in terms of size-wise. But it would have to be able to contain all the stuff that I needed. That's the um, other headache of this. So that's one of the reasons why I switched over to the disc-bound system versus the Mm ring-bound system. Because I can keep my letter size planner, which is tremendous for me. Yeah, it's mm. bigger than my than my desk fax. And I can purchase, which I have already, uh, smaller, like junior size or whatever they call them, the half letter size uh, mm. n- notes. And plot on during the day, I can leave my big planner on my desk at work. And then during the day, I just take notes and the little ones and the little ones pop right into the into the Mm. big letter size one 
So I have resolved the issue instead of carrying two different planners or three different whatevers and not knowing where the information is, usually all the information is getting written at my desk when I'm writing things down. I'm not usually in a state where if if somebody maybe mentions to me, then I have these little sheets to carry around with me and pop them into the planner when I get there. But in the meantime, I've afforded myself the responsibility of knowing that all the information is going to live in one book. And I think that mm. might be one of the other issues that planner fail people have is that they get so excited with the different colors and sizes is that, ooh, I want to have them all kind of like a carousel, which is great <laughs> if you're going to collect them and play with them. But if you're going to use them, I'm really just going to encourage everyone to try and live out of one or maybe two planners. Everything else is just um, extra tabs. So you could have, like I see Steve, for example, I should take a screenshot. He's got a wonderful basket of planners winking at me from his desk in France. I, I love them. <laughs> uh, and I have them too. And I use them for different reasons, but they're there as extensions of tabs that I carry mm. in my planner. So they're all about health or they're all about sport or they're all about food or menus and things like that. So they're like reference manuals. But they don't all carry calendars in there. Again, we come no. back to this issue with only this one just, calendar. These are all different sort of notebooks for different um, lists, isn't it, Steve? And it's just lists, basically, of yeah. lists of things to do. So, or you know, stuff that I want jotting down for a particular thing or not. But they're not. I don't. You know, it's not exactly. I don't often go into this lot. I must be honest, but it's just handy to have, keep them in something to get together rather than, you know, being lost in a cupboard somewhere. It sat there winking at me this entire time. I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at your planners. <laughs> this cake was a, a food hamper basket. And I, I thought, oh, perfect for A5. I sh- you know what? I'm going to take a screenshot so that we can have everybody see what what, uh, what goes on here. We'll I will take a photo of it for Instagram or something. Oh, yeah, I've got it. I've got it here. I've got your head in it, too. We're good. Oh, well, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so the idea is that, look, if you're having planner fail or if you see that it's not going the way that you wanted, number one, are you committing enough time? 20% of your week, 20% of your time's uh, planning in the week hmm. should go towards consistently reviewing and planning forward. So crossing off no, things I would that also, were completed, um, what would you add? Add that, you know, give yourself some time in the week to, you know, update your planner, update, you know, it, don't worry that if you something doesn't happen, you know, just cross it out, use correction tape on it or whatever, and keep the thing up to date you know, because that will help you remember where you are what needs doing and all that sort of th- uh, stuff. Um, you know, we don't often, we, you know, I hear of people that don't, they, they sort of, they get busy and the first thing they stop doing is putting things in the planner, which yeah. is Yeah, 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 disastrous. I'm guilty of that. Absolutely. That's exactly when you mm. need to be planning, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, the idea is that just because you're getting busy doesn't mean that you have to respond to the busyness with mm. uh, depravity of not being able to plan anymore we're, we're decent human beings here this is civilized <laughs> society if you get busy you tell everybody i'm busy let me write that down mm. <laughs> i mean i guess <laughs> i'm not trying to pander here but i'm just trying to think of times when things were going pear-shaped for me 
And I know that I didn't really want to plan because that meant having to put down all the bad things that were going mm. on. And that might be, in effect, one of the reasons why people procrastinate. In fact, we're going to have a special series on procrastination coming down the line. Um, but for now, I would say, well, Steve, what would you say? Number one, make sure you're putting in at least 20% of your planning time towards consistency, mm. right? The One of the other things I was thinking of was if you're – if you get sort of through the sort of summer season, a lot of people are tempted to sort of downsize their planner because it's then easier to carry because they're not carrying a bigger bag or their you know their clothes pockets aren't as big in their summer outfits and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't find that the number of tasks I'm doing reduces. In fact, it goes up because I'm looking after the you know the stuff outside in the garden that all needs attending right. to, and I need to remind myself. Of stuff that needs doing out there, sort of thing. So I find that, if anything, it goes up, not down during the summer. So, hence, just make more use of the planner rather than less use, if anything else. Yeah. So yeah, definitely plan it, use it, keep it open. That's mm. another thing. Uh, and that create a habit tracker where planning is part of your habituation. Mm. Uh, so now you're not just talking about external things in your environment because your planner is also part of your extension of your environment. And if you're going to be tracking your health and your food and your exercise and water, why not track your planning as well? Uh, Mm. And see if it doesn't work. I mean, people say give an hour a day for a month and see what you have at the end of the month. I would say try it. What have you Mm. got to lose? For those people that were cringing at the fact that you said use some – uh, liquid paper or whiteout or whatever the kids call it these days. Uh, it's okay. It's a planner. Yeah, it's not a piece mm. of art. It's not a museum piece that's meant to be hung and then paid for by uh, rich people wanting to see pages of your planner. Uh, make it work for you. You know, you turn the page to start a new week. The rest is then history, isn't it? It doesn't matter after that. You, it's literally you might not history. Back to it very often. <laughs> Well, the, remember, um, remember what Bobby would do? He would burn his pages. The girls freaked out from the Filofaxi hmm. page when they found out that Bobby burns his pages or tears them out and then burns them when he's done with it. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to only archive stuff at the end of the year now. I tend to just leave it in there. Very rarely do I ever need to refer back to them, but it's just there as a record, if nothing else. Yeah. Um, just a yeah. simple way. I would even be tempted to set yourself an electronic alarm. Absolutely. To remind you at a regular interval um, to refer to your planner or to review your planning for the week or the day or or whatever. Because those electronic alerts can be quite insistent, can't they? And they sort of get your attention maybe or the act as more of a distraction whereas it's very easy to ignore a paper planner because it doesn't get beep at you sort of thing you're right and there in fact there's quite a few habit trackers on electronic versions that Mm. might work but i will say this i will warn people that there is a point of no return where if Mm. you put 
an app that's tracking your habits and you're not paying attention to the habits that are being tracked because you just can't <laughs> be bothered with the alarms, <laughs> then you've you've gone full circle and you need to check in with you're yourself about what's again. important. Right. So, you, yeah. but you you've got there the proper way. You didn't go back out the easy way. You went through the hard way and you realize that in fact what you need is less. Mm information, less things mm. pinging at you, and more time alone and quietly, which is where mm. the work gets done. Yeah, so I certainly like the the um, focus that my paper planner gives me on a sort of a day-by-day basis from the point of view of being, you know, that's my main focus of where um, things are going to crop up. Um and rather than, you know, these surprises that you get when your sort of computer goes bing or your phone or your watch yeah. or how yeah. many other things that you've got all linked together. <laughs> There's no end to it these days. Well, right, it was the PDA. It was meant to be a personal assistant, personal digital yes. assistant, right? That's what it stood for. And sure. I've seen so many executives just chuck them out of windows at the time because they <laughs> were just, now no more. Um, so mm. you have to claim your space. But I think if you start habit tracking, and you can choose, of course, what you're tracking for your habits. You can journal one sentence, read one page, meditate one minute, do one push-up, whatever it is, mm. uh, plan, plan your day, and maybe have five things that you're working on for this week. And if you mm. see that you've consistently tracked those habits for the full week, then include the sixth one. You know, I would yeah. say start working your way up because then what you're doing, when you, I've seen this is part of the reasons planners fail or why people say planner, their planners have fail, failed is because they've set up these extreme uh, results that they're expecting. And again, the work isn't there. You have to actually be at your planner doing the work. And I'm not talking about just putting stickers on. You actually have to be taking information out of your mind and placing it in places in your plan within your planner that represent some sort of staged and choreographed event so that you know at a time, space, moment where and mm. when you need to be. You could actually very easily sort of use a simple chart to you know track the various habits that you've got and then you could add to them you know add to the various things and maybe you know stop tracking other things um or track them on a less frequent basis so you'd end up with something that looks like a you know a gantt chart almost you know a right chart which shows which would show your progression through the month sort of thing um of things that you've been tracking or stuff that's worked stuff that hasn't worked and it's immediate gratification isn't it because you look at it and there's your information you don't have to flip you can see see straight away um what's what's working for you sort of thing and you know you can sort of adjust how frequent you know you do something or or not do something depends what it is of course and, and I'm going to add this. Just because you've been tracking something for the last year doesn't mean you have to keep tracking it. Maybe mm. it 
achieved its purpose of what you were trying to achieve yeah. doesn't mean you have to hold on to it and that's yeah. why i like steve's idea of up upgrading or checking in with your planner mm. because maybe <clears throat> excuse me what worked for you last month does is not what's working mm. for you this month or what you need this month to move forward yeah. in your goals and again make sure that your what you're tracking is aligned with your goals mm. so mm. go back uh, initially right beginning of the year people go nuts goal setting all of this stuff and then by february they're done they're off because why uh again it's back they to didn't this. review it right <laughs> or they and set themselves to... up for failure too many things they're trying to achieve within a short mm. amount of time and it's like you've got to give yeah. your body and brain some time to achieve it you need to sort of um review and check and update on a you know it's not something that's sort of set in stone is it it needs to be um, a f- a fluid and sort of flexible um, yeah. to meet your your needs at the moment. There's no point in having something that's so fixed that yeah, that's fine, but it only gives me a fifty percent achievement of what I was trying to intend to sort of do by the end of the year or something like that. Well, and the way that you know that it's too fixed is that you're looking at your planner going, I wish I had different information in here. Yeah. You know, I wish things were working differently in here. It's not working quite right. That's when you need to reevaluate and say, all right, great. What do I need to fix? And maybe that's what we're talking about when we say it's a Mm. small tweak. That's the small Mm. fix you need to make to make it work. But that doesn't Mm. mean that you're not giving it consistent time and effort to make sure that the information from your brain is Mm. getting passed on into the planner so that it's sat there in a way that makes sense to you when you look at it or when you come back Mm. to it. You know exactly you have traction on whatever item or issue you're looking at and you can attack it as opposed to just sort of dawdling around and Mm. going, oh, well, let's put some stickers in. Okay, well, what have you done to move on with your day now? Stop laughing, Steve. It's a serious issue. <laughs> a serious issue, definitely. <laughs> so, so yeah, there you have it. Yeah, there's um, lots of um, things we can do, I'm sure. Um, as, as I always say, though, don't, don't make too radical a change and expect instant results. G- give it some time. And only make sort of small incremental changes, unless it's you know you realise that it's been a complete disaster, and um, all your life has changed, or your job has drastically changed, and you do need a whole new, um, a whole new approach. Then yeah, you, there's you can't get out of um, doing a, a massive sort of change to how you're using your planner in that circumstance. Well, if if you want, for example, you can set up a drastic change. But you've got to be willing to plan for short-term success. Mm. So maybe have a new planner, a new setup, and you're like, this is it. I'm going to use it. This is what I'm going to stick to. But create your first week uh, habit tracker in it and see how that goes at the end of the week. So that Mm. by the time you're done with the month, you've now got four weeks or four and a half weeks, depending on how the month was set up, Mm. of, of time committed to making this planner something that's going to work for you. Because it's like a pair yeah. of shoes, Steve. If you and I wore yeah. the same size shoes and we both bought the same pair, at the end of the month, your shoes would look very different than my shoes would, even though they were the same size, same pair, because your feet are different than my feet. And mm. it's the same with the planner. Uh, everybody's planner is different because they're adjusting yeah. it to what their needs are. And so you could buy the same planner, but it would have different wrinkles, different uh, mm. sort of content mm. and page 
flips than than um, mine. And so I'm going to encourage everyone in the Plannerverse to do this because you want to make this as customized, as bespoke as possible to what your needs are because your life is not like mine. It's not like Steve's. It's very different. Mm. So why not yeah. create a first-class item that, that reflects there's, there's what's no going on There's no sort of life? universal... Um, solution is there they're, they're all individual <laughs> it just comes down to time and effort doesn't it you yeah. have to put the time you know how you in. adapt to to meet your own requirements really and it's um you know i've seen this happen before is there's people are always you know asking you know well what's the the best solution something sort of well i can't tell you that um you know it's a case of um you know you have to sort of go on this voyage like we all have and um, come up with a solution that works best for you at this moment in time it might change uh, right and that's why we advise against hasty sales as well yeah (laughs) because then you'll be (laughs) sorry you sold it (laughs) yeah yeah don't don't sell just because you've yeah It's another one I've seen happen so often. You think, why, why did they buy it? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So we have is it three or four things to tell them. I don't know. I can't remember. Anyway, here we go. You will find me in the usual place at filofaxi.com, travelersnotebooktimes.com, and Mr. Filofaxi on Instagram. And, Corrine, where will we find you? You will find me at Karin Tovmasyan on Instagram and as of late, a new company that I'm forming called The Ayurvedic. You can find Ooh. me on Instagram at The Ayurvedic 108 to see what that's all about. I'll do a special episode on that later You'll on. You'll have to send me a link to that. <laughs> I will. I will. The website's coming. It's being formed. So I'll keep you up to date. And I'm no longer making faces at Steve. And if I do, it's only from his right side so he can't see. Yeah, <laughs> you've learned that trick already. <laughs> and the other things I have to tell you about is, of course, as usual, if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like it, subscribe to it and share it, of course. And we have a Patreon page. And if you become a Patreon, part of the Patreon crew, you will get, of course, early access to our ramblings. You might regret paying money to hear us before everyone else but that's the way of it goes and we have all, and also other bonuses with stickers and stuff from yeah Planner stickers and all this other yeah, stuff yeah, that yeah. we have take a look take a peek and one final thing is i have a book it's oh, called no. the file of facts and it's available right. through normal all the usual retail outlets and i'll slam a link down in the show notes or something like that I have read it, it, folks. I have read it. You've read it. it, And I've given a review. You managed to not go to sleep. (laughs) Exactly. It cured my insomnia. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate you. (laughs) (laughs) And with that, folks, we'll say goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.